Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Today we're discussing the Accident Experiment EP, their first release called Arena, which came out in 2003. Uh, here with Mark as always. Yeah, hello. We recently released an episode about POD. So both of us were fans of the band POD, certainly by 2001 with their big satellite release. You probably heard um, same as me, like some of the drama that unfolded in 2003 uh, with the band. Yeah, I heard a little bit of it. Um, I don't remember all of, all of the details that I heard at the time. I know that Marcos had some side projects. I don't know if they what uh, the details were about his faith at that time, but I know he had he was playing side side bands and side projects, uh, and the band wanted him to focus, and that's kind of what they said. And then uh, POD brought in Jason Truby pretty quickly, <laughs> and then and then we uh, I we soon afterwards heard about the accident experiment. What was your what's your memory of that, or what's your understanding of what it, the controversy was at the time? Yeah, it definitely seems like there's just controversy in that there's two different stories, but like neither of them are terrible, I guess. You know, it, it wasn't like crazy stuff, and yeah, maybe heard some rumors on the split or something marcos was saying that he was you know kicked out when he didn't want to leave and then and then pod saying like that they didn't have the commitment from him so i don't know mm -hmm. so a little bit of both or, or something i guess um he had started playing with accident experiment like they started doing that side project before he was kicked out so i think that could agree that that happened but definitely their first release came out and I don't know what happened on that, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, definitely message-wise, the accident experiment and POD are not very compatible, you know, <laughs> necessarily. At least, especially back then, well, like in the satellite days. More recently, might, there might be a little bit more of a crossover uh, in some of POD's newer material. Didn't really hear much press, you know, from the accident experiment at all, you know? I. I haven't really heard like this is our our message and stuff like that. I mean, I think some of the message is that it's oh, it's you know members of the band and stuff like that. But besides Marcos, um, you know, there's there's two members of a another San Diego band, which I don't even know if it's if we can say the the band name. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. I liked them. I liked them back in the day. But yeah, I know. Maybe we, maybe we shouldn't say the band name. Yeah. Yeah. I liked their music, and when I when I first heard the band name, I didn't really. Uh, maybe I made a connection with what they were like going for with their name, but <laughs> yeah. Two members from that band like that definitely affected my view of the band. You know, also Pete Stewart, which I had not heard of um, before at all. Like I hadn't heard Grandma Train and or any of the solo stuff. Yeah, I'd heard of Grandma Train, and I may have heard. Um, like one one or two songs 
I, but I was more like just vaguely familiar with them as of being a, as being a hard rock band. Yeah, I mean, I I hadn't heard of that at all, honestly. Like I, you know, I went back and and listened to it. I, I don't think it was anything special. He also was on some Christian projects as like a guitarist or uh, produce, slash producer. Yeah. So he, at that time, he was already on uh, Tate uh, from uh-huh. DC Talk and Toby Mac from DC Talk, like their first albums for both of them. I had heard those albums. I didn't. I didn't know that he was part of them until looking it up. You know, yeah, same here. I think there's a little bit of controversy, especially like some of the lyrics in Accident Experiment, and I think I've uh, heard kind of differing views on his theology, like I don't know, it's like, is he a Christian, or like, was he? He's definitely, he's like, he's renounced his faith. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't like a grammar train fan, uh, so I haven't gone back and like, listened to his messages before. He may have been he may have been more of a cultural believer. I don't know how, what, what the the depth in him, what his personal life was before with the Lord, obviously. Um, but he definitely, he's definitely turned his back on that. He's he's shunned the faith completely. Yeah, he definitely renounced it, especially later on. I, I I think more it was a little more clear maybe in the 2010s after that than than in 2000 early 2000s when when this was released yeah at the time this was released it was like he was it seemed like he was struggling it with it and you know nowadays people call it the like deconstruction stories and so he was like in the middle of that at that time and kind of critiquing and being pretty negative i mean they're like definitely calling out hypocrisy and that's that's always an issue you know the bible like the lord calls out hypocrisy you know through the prophets as well but that's but he, like he didn't he, he didn't do it in a way now it looks just looks like he just thinks it's like a cultural thing and doesn't like believe the scriptures yeah so apparently he came back later um yeah so there there was a grandma train reunion you know they were doing a christian band and then they you know they weren't a christian band you know including i think there's definitely bands that aren't christian per se but you know, or marketed mainly towards Christian audiences. But, right, right, right. You know, at the time, you know, maybe it was giving him the benefit of a doubt or something, but I was thinking it's more of a, more as a critique of elements of Christianity and faith versus um, actually being atheistic views and stuff like that. Yeah, I would be more likely to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. Now I'm definitely cautious because some people are just like they just come across as bitter and if you're coming across like as just if you're not displaying like any any of the fruits of the spirit you know <laughs> i guess um then I, I then i i do i do wonder i guess i wouldn't necessarily hold this against uh marcos yeah not nothing not now i don't maybe at the time i for marcos it seems to be something that he did um, and I don't know, I haven't like ever talked to him, but he came, he definitely reconciled with his band beauty later. So I think that's, that says a lot. Now, musically wise, I think this is more interesting than what was, than the album that was released, um, that POD released without Marcos. Mm-hmm. I don't think POD returned to early form, um, when 
Marcos came back, it could just be, you know, like that they, you know, they reached the peak and stuff like that, but still doing interesting stuff without getting back to the levels they were before. But I, I do think it was. Yeah, the self-titled, the, the POD self-titled. Yeah, like I like Truby um, as, as a guitarist. And he like he was in with Living Sacrifice before. There's a, an acoustic song on that subtitled POD. But still listening to this, I'm like, oh, Marcos has a lot of cool dynamics and really interesting guitar tone that he gets, at, and he's able to groove, and it's pretty cool. So yeah, musically, I I do dig. I still think there's something there, and you can you can see what he brings to POD. I heard that they were able to open for some decent bands um but i did see accident experiment live in 2003 so when they had released this um and then before their um one full-length album they played at a bar in uh like north county san diego and so i went with uh, my brother i think there was about 50 people or so that were there for the concert and then maybe another like 100 or so at the bar, that kind of uh, crowd atmosphere and stuff like that. I mean, who knows, maybe half of those were were there to, to see the band. I, I don't know, but that was kind of the venue. I have a memory of seeing them and the, and the seeing that band. Did they, did they play other shows later and did they open for anybody or play any other local shows? Or did I go with you and your brother? I have a weird, strange memory of this. But maybe I just imagined it based off of their, uh, like, MySpace. Knows if, uh, yeah, I, I don't remember if you, if you came or not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was able to to be, you know, pretty close to the front without having to push my way or anything. You know, there's enough room to move around. They did a good live show, you know, despite having a small crowd and stuff like that. The old for Marcos after after POD, but of course you got a artistic satisfaction or something like that definitely counts for one thing, but yeah. You know, by that point, they were part of a major label and it was like everything they do, probably you have like executives who <laughs> know more about business than about music, you know, <laughs> or who care more about business business than uh, the music. And they're having like to like sit through meetings, I'm, I'm assuming. So this is their you know, their EP, um, so I did pick it up at the at the time. And then when they did a full album later, it was different songs than this. But, you know, my opinion, actually, that I think the EP was a little stronger than the, than the album itself, at least more memorable. You know, some angsty lyrics and stuff like that. And it's not, definitely has a lot of uh, religious references or things that, could be religious references and things like that, as opposed to just being um, secular stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. And there's stuff that's like, I'm, you know, I look at the lyrics and, you know, I'm not quite sure what it's talking about, you know? I, I think it's more that I enjoy the sounds of the album, like how it all comes together and I like how, how the vocals sound. And then yeah. for the most part, I'm not, not quite sure what they're talking about, you know? Some of them are more obvious than others. A few of them, I'm, I wonder if it's, it's like if he's if it's about drugs or not. Like I wasn't sure. 
One of them definitely seems to be about some kind of addiction. Um, the the most obvious one is like uh, I think the mi- million dollar hell that that one. I don't know if it's who it's like specifically directed at or if it's taken from a few different sources. You know, it's probably point pointing a little bit of like American Christianity, you know, political Christianity. The same thing that st- still people like uh, argue and rail against. Um, but then also like the big big business, um, you know, and that like that that's the kind of stuff that's like maybe less compatible with POD, because <laughs> POD I'm sure had their integrity cu- questioned when they were making millions of dollars, you know, selling albums, and uh, you know, and, and trying to be a a Christian example. That, and that's like a diff- difficult place to be. Yeah, on the surface level, I think it's you know talking about corrupt televangelist. Um, you know, I don't think it's right a specific one, but yeah, you could. Um, say like okay it's talking about american christianity or anything like that or or if you think it pete stewart's writing from an atheistic view then he's writing about christianity in general just today i was checking i checked an old interview and he he uh mentions like jerry falwell by name a couple other people you know dc talk was formed at liberty university michael tate and toby mack of dc talk no, that that is an interesting connection on that. Yeah, um, there is one line in it: "Pull the nail you dug into your hand." I'm not quite sure. It's like it's like it kind of seems like it's talking about Yeshua, you know, Jesus. But like, I, I don't think it. Is. Or it's like, is it talking about someone trying to imitate him? Unless it's talking about like self-flagellation or something like that, you know? Not yeah. Sure. Yeah, it, it seemed different than the rest of it. Uh, they do mention like politician kind of stuff and huckster scam artist politician stuff like that you know i see this as you know i think of trump you know but obviously this was way before that i mean george bush was was known like known as a christian and i believe he's sincere definitely definitely but um like people like at the time and the, and the climate at the time you know post 9-11 and then like beginning of the Iraq war that kind of that kind of stuff and Afghanistan uh, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of anti anti-bush specifically with like uh, the war stuff and maybe push uh, pointing at somebody else the the one that I thought it was about drugs it was uh is screaming to breathe those are those are there's some weird weird lyrics weird lyrics there <laughs> Yeah, it's like drugs versus um, would make more sense than like on the surface level. It has a lot of scriptural references, but or not or spiritual themes. You know, soak my bones, uh, drink your shame. Yeah, dream until I go insane, like a shot through your brain, take a trip through your veins. Yeah, like it could be actually. I'm thinking the song is from the drugs perspective. Seeds of black. This one, that one almost is like perspective of Satan or something like that. It's kind of weird. If you look at the lyrics, I would say it's very anti, anti-God. anti he, he definitely seems, seems confused. Like that from that one verse definitely feels like it, but then I'm not sure about the rest of it. Like, I don't know. It's like someone tormented, you know, suffering. You know, it's like prophets never spoke of reason is interesting line. Like if it's 
um, could just be part of like if you know critical of of Christianity slash Judaism kind of stuff. Yeah, which is weird. Uh, and like uh, the prophets never that that line's pretty bizarre to me. Yeah, I mean he he may he may he may understand it, and maybe he's not maybe he's speaking of a false prophet, but like. Yeah. The actual prophet prophecy in the Bible, it's like it's pretty darn clear. It's like, yeah, um, there was a covenant, and you guys have been breaking the covenant for a long, long, long time. And I told you, so you need to return. But now you're gonna face the consequences because you've broken the covenant, basically. Yeah, it's like, like it's like almost always like it's explained right away. You know, it's like there's symbolism, but it's like, you know, it's like I'm doing this because of this yeah so like the the prophets never spoke of reason that would only legitimately be a good claim against a like a false prophet but most of the false prophets tell you tell you positive things and butter you up uh, as opposed to critiquing like nothing left is real which he like says a lot and stuff like that you know that's that that line makes me think of uh like the deconstructionists have kind of tried to uh, untangle some of their faith, but then they basically have been left with just confused. They haven't been able to come back to it. Like in my, like in my, in my own uh, faith journey, there was a time when I like questioned and I walked away. And then uh, it was hard to b- build it back up and trust God. And obviously, like walking with the Lord is like a is still like a daily thing you um you have to you know do and grow in and we have grace but uh there have been a lot of stories of people who have um especially recently there have been more trends more and more trends um people who have been having trouble finding their faith again or finding finding the lord or having it be uh, real I, i do wonder what like personally set pete stewart off like if it was uh if it was more just being in the business or if it was like some personal relationships he had or uh, who knows i think million dollar hell might be their one of the more memorable songs from it but uh, i think my favorite one is song for you that was like their single um supposedly from the ep they did a low budget music video which um have like some crude an- animation crude as in like really low budget and then some footage which is obviously of like them playing in a just them playing in a room the video is kind of interesting i wonder if it forms albums stuff like that like i first it's like there's some, the animated guy is like zoned out um which i think of like was like kind of a drug thing and then like the second half of the video is him leaning like his own heart on at a cemetery on someone's tombstone for me that doesn't really match any of the maybe it adds a little explanation to that particular song but i think it may add a little more for their feel their album i really enjoyed the vocal performance on this uh-huh like i like the way it's sung and, and or like i keep this song on like as part of a, a mix on on stuff like that, like especially how the chorus is sung. You know, I don't really know what the lyrics are actually talking about. It seems pretty generic, like just that I'm like that someone is there 
rock and support. This one seems to be like long, more of a longing, positive message. You know, or at least a little more hope-filled. Yeah, I'm not sure what it's about either. Not much in the way of theme for the EP, which kind of makes sense for debut EPs. I think it's kind of, here's the first songs that we finished. EOD singers, um, you know, Sonny is more well-rounded. Like there's a variety of singing and screaming and rapping. I think this is, I actually like this singing, his piece singing style more than like POD on this. It's like only a few songs that I really like of Accident Experiment, so it wasn't a consistently good vocal style. I, I think he had the potential to be a real hard rock singer, which he obviously doesn't do on that many songs. He's kind of like in the the two, uh, tool, you know, Maynard James Keenan and like, you know, around Chevelle was popular around this time. He's kind of in that in that genre. There are a few a few songs where, like, I think his his he's talented, but his vocals do the same kind of thing a few too many times, and like, um, and I don't know if that's because all the songs are in the same key, or if he's just trying to craft a a style for the band, you know, just because it's on a short EP. But that gets a little bit like tiring to me, and I want a bit of more variety from him um in his delivery he is definitely talented i think if i saw him live i think he's able to like belt out some some songs too yeah. he definitely has good like strong pipes and i think the the following album was a lot of the same you know without repeating songs and stuff like that you know this arena song is an instrumental kind of jam session song so i enjoyed the enjoyed that that's talented guitar stuff and then the last song sick love letter which has a lot more of the kind of the scriptural references i don't know if it's talking about faith i think it's i was like thinking that maybe it's talking about giving up faith but or it could be talking about like a dysfunctional relationship maybe and touch angel i'll be your savior your dream creator i'll forward heaven i've got uh, no one else mental cross you make me bear yeah i wonder what wonder what perspective this is from yeah and i think we're not talking about it as much because it's it's confusing i guess it's too vague you know like if it's about god then it's like trying to make make a claim that you know basically the god's not real but it's also called sick love letter so maybe it's about a person uh, you know there are a lot of love songs where like the person's like, I'll be here for you, you know, through thick and thin. And this is like the opposite. <laughs> Crazy. They did a music video for this song too, but it doesn't really offer any clues. It's just kind of like kind of an acid trip kind of thing, like walls melting around them and stuff like that. Or maybe it doesn't air age as well, um, but it's kind of like the after effects kind of stuff, like all the kind of different backgrounds and stuff, you know? So that's it. I think I, I really enjoyed the album when it first came out. Came back to it more recently. Um, I think I'm more critical of not understanding the lyrics. I think it bothers me a little more, and I think I've gotten more exposure to different types of harder rock, hard rock, and stuff like that. So it's not as not as creative musically as I as I thought it was. Some interesting guitar stuff and things like that. But maybe they went with the first 
it's like they could have gone with it it's like the first good ideas on guitar and stuff like that you know yeah or as a band yeah. i mean marcos is super good but um like he's super talented but uh yeah they were like they were jamming as a band and yeah i don't know how long what the songwriting process was like and it could have been at least from that perspective maybe it's the yeah it's rebelling against the major label mentality yeah like some of these riffs it would have been cool to like hear them on a pod album like mixed within like 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 the rest of the band and um how like what that band would have you know would have done because i think pod works as a full band with all the members this band was like they they were they were pretty good pretty pretty darn talented it actually an experiment but maybe maybe it's in their name though it's kind of an accident that they came together as a band <laughs> it's a it's a fun name yeah i think it might have been like yeah the it's just trying a bunch of different stuff and throwing it together i would enjoy this band a lot more if pete stewart weren't so overbearing lyric wise like I I, enjoy, I enjoyed it back in the day, but I did find him cynical. And then going back to it, he's like, he's just like overbearing, <laughs> just too much. And some people probably like our like our band. We they probably think, oh, you guys are preaching lyrics from the Bible too much, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Um, and so the, so people might find that like overbearing for, for them. But for for me, like it like his uh, his antagon like antagonism. And like the little spoken word sections that he has, it's just like, it's just a little too much, especially because like, I don't know how much he was pointing the finger at himself, you know, like some of it, I, I, I do wonder like, cause he, he made like, he's pointing, pointing the finger at other people making money off of religion, but he, like he made money like as a, in a Christian band and like, that was, that is his business. So I just wonder um how much more i would like this like a marco side project with the the guys from that other band if the vocals were like just a little more like and enjoyable and fun or if the lyrics were more like just a little more lighthearted you know there's a secular there's certainly lots of secular bands that i listen to um and things like that and i think uh i think the you know more like it's kind of neutral kind of lyrics as far as like spiritual impact and stuff like that and I can uh, digest that a lot more than than something like this where I'm paying attention you know it's like okay well they're just criticizing some stuff like that yeah and I don't mind a good critique if it's done in like if it's done well like he's continues to make some stuff like within the Christian scene or something like that I guess in like 2016 he wrote a song that was like the the theme for God's Not Dead too, apparently. Yeah, I I heard about that. Was that was like a new? Was that like a new new song? Which it, you know the song doesn't mention Jesus or anything like that. You know, <laughs> right? It's like uh, the truth, you know, or something like that. But it's just kind of funny. Yeah, that is. I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about the. You can kind of read a double double meaning into the song if you want. Yeah, I mean, and who knows? Maybe his, you know, his story's not over. You know, he's still alive. Maybe, maybe the Lord will nudge him, bring him back, and maybe he'll meet, be more committed and sincere. You know, if he comes back to God, I'm sure you know still knows people in the industry too, so he's still connected. But yeah, it may just be work. Let us know what you think of this. If you 
heard the accident experiment album because I know not a lot of people have. It's a little, I think it, you know, most music's on YouTube and stuff like that. It's a little hard to get those physical CDs now because they didn't sell that well. Well, anyway, cool. Well, it was nice talking to you. Yeah, it's interesting to chat about this one. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works.